Good morning, everybody. Welcome into Clark County Sports Radio. I'm Bryce Houchins, and it has been a while since we have been on, and a lot has happened. Uh, we had Christmas break, New Year's, um, and then I was on vacation. So it's been a while. It's been a while, and uh, we got a lot to talk about. Um, football season finished. Uh, GRC basketball is on fire. And uh, Kentucky basketball, not much new other than they're still terrible. Um, we'll start with uh, football. Uh, Kentucky football finished off the year with a good bowl victory to NC State Wolfpack, 23-21. Uh, good way to start the new year. Uh, we fired Eddie Grant. Uh, picked up a new offensive coordinator, Liam Cohen, the quarterback's coach from the L.A. Rams. Um, I think it's a good hire. Um, think that you could have had maybe a couple better options, but overall, solid hire, and I'm excited about the future of the program. Uh, the Cats played well in that game. Offense continued to struggle. Rodriguez and Rose ran the ball well, though, which has been uh, pretty much all year. Uh, the big story is how well... The running backs have done the old line, but I mean the past game continued to be not um, nothing there. But the defense played well. Three three interceptions. Jamin Davis uh, had two. Uh, forced some turnovers. Couldn't get many points out of them, but help us win the ball game uh, to uh, start the, the new year right with a good bowl victory. Uh, third in a row, twenty eighteen Citrus Bowl. Last year we had the Belk Bowl with Lynn Bowden, and then this year the. Uh, Gator Bowl. So uh, overall, I mean, you went five and eight. So I mean, no, five and seven. So so not bad, not bad on the year. Uh, you know, slipped up a couple games. Could have been much better, but you got your bowl victory, and uh, now you look forward to next year, Kentucky. Um, for next year, uh, there's a recruit named Wanda Robinson. Yes, Rondo. Robinson committed to Nebraska uh, a couple years ago. He originally committed to Kentucky, then decommitted and went to Nebraska. Um, that was a big loss for us. Wide receiver, really, really good. Well, guess what? He is now decommitted from Nebraska and has fully committed to the University of Kentucky and is a great, great pickup. One of the biggest recruits that uh, Big Vince has gotten for this program. He's going to be a great addition, great wide receiver to go along with Josh Ali for next year, who is coming back. Uh, great news for Ali. Got a, a lot of great returns that we didn't think we'd get, but are very, very excited. Next year could be the biggest year for Kentucky football. Um, great. I mean, things are going on over that we haven't seen ever in the program. Stoops has really turned the program around. Got the new offensive coordinator, like I said, coming in. Going to really change the offense, hopefully. Stoops is excited about that. Um, got the big recruit, um, good recruiting class coming in as well. Got some great um, recruits. Got big uh, Jordan Rogers out of Michigan uh, that recruited uh, last year. We recruited last year, but didn't really play. But should next year really get um, really get some good reps on that D line um, and go go attack that quarterback? Uh, Five star recruit. Uh, really really excited about him. Uh, Terry Wilson has left the program, so great news in my opinion. Uh, so now you have to look for a quarterback. Kentucky has not had a good quarterback since probably um, Woodson, Andre Woodson or Tim Couch. I mean, those are your guys. 
And uh, now you have to look for Bo Allen and Joey Gatewood are probably going to be the two battling it out all year. But you also have Nick Scalzo, who transferred but ended up coming back. Uh, so you're, those are your three guys you're going to have to look at for your quarterback position. Um, personally, I think Gatewood is the answer, possibly. Allen. I don't think Scalzo has it yet, but uh, with his injuries, he's battled a lot of injuries. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, again, football program headed in the right direction. Um, really excited. Good things to come. Big, uh, big uh, Canard um, on the O line returned. Um, we got Upshaw as our tight end. He returned for the year. We're gonna have great tight ends. Gonna really use those well next year. Um, Rodriguez, who I think is who has been great at the best returning back in the SEC. Um, Josh Ali, wide receiver. He's back, of course, and uh, I've seen some stuff for next year. Um, Rodriguez has been uh, ranked by some people the best running back in college football, the best returning running back, not the best overall, but the best returning back in college football. Darren Kennard, top three O-linemen returning in college football. We have great things going on in that program. And why we are on the topic of football Let's talk about the Tennessee Volunteers, shall we? It is a dumpster fire over there, and man, is it exciting. That is some exciting news. We finally get makes fun. You know, we beat them last year, smoked them. Didn't, never had a chance versus us. But I'll tell you what, this is great. I love it. They are a complete mess over there, and all mayhem has gone loose. It is mayhem over there. Let me tell you. Pruitt, gone. Uh, they're... Um, athletic director Schulmer, he's gone. So now you got players leaving the program. They're transferring. They're they're done. They're getting out of there. You had Tennessee. Well, well, well let's first break it down. Tennessee um, has major violations going on over there for paying their players. We have they have they they have evidence of them paying players cash in McDonald's bags, handing them McDonald's bags when they came to the program full of money. So, Pruitt's gone, uh, Schulmer's gone, and I'll tell you what, it is it is great. You got pl- players now, news came out yesterday of Tennessee's top recruits leaving the program. I, I think it's great. It's hilarious because fo- Tennessee football has always had the mentality, their fans, of we're relevant, we're, we're good, you know, we've had, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not relevant at all. You know what? You may not win in a game next season. Will you even play? I don't even know of uh, Tennessee. Like, will they get the recruits? They have no head coach. This is this is going to be like their 10th new head coach in 12 years. It's unbelievable how much of a dumpster fire that program is down there. And, you know, while we're talking about Tennessee, their basketball team got killed to Florida the other night. We beat Florida by 20 in basketball, one of our better wins. We'll get to that later. But Tennessee got waxed to them. And I'll tell you what, I can't be happier. For as bad as our basketball team is and the football season over, we got to have something to be excited about. Well, Tennessee athletics is something to be excited about. And speaking of Tennessee athletics, the women's basketball team, our basketball team, takes on the Tennessee Volunteers on Sunday down in Knoxville. So if we can win then, perfect, even better. You know, got even something to make fun of them more there. All right, next order of business. GRC Cardinals men's basketball team. Going into the year, 
I was not sure if they were going to play. When would they play? When are they going to play? I question Lincoln Bush's absence. How will they fill that spot? How will they do this year if they're able to play? Sure enough, they are able to play. They're seven games into the season. They are 7-0, and undefeated, and have beaten everybody by 20-plus. I mean, it's not even close. They're, they are destroying everyone they play. Now, season's long. They got a long way to go. But I have seen people or different organizations, I should say, ranking them at the number three team in the nation or in the state. I have seen them at number six in the state. I have seen them at number seven. KSR had them at number nine. These guys are the real deal. And I really, really hope that they get a play. Last year, they had the state tournament taken from them. Just, I mean, thanks to COVID. This year, I really hope they get a play because I think they are really, really good. And if they are, like people think, top five, top ten team in the state, they could take a run at it. They could go a long way. And I looked at the rest of their schedule. The rest of their schedule, they don't, I mean, the next month, if they can get through the next month, they don't really play tough teams, really, 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 really good teams. That'll give them a big challenge. Now, that doesn't mean they can slack off. They got to win those games because February, end of February, you play Lexington Catholic at home, who is the number two team in the state. If you can get them at home undefeated, that that may be the game of all time in GRC because you win that game, you're you're probably top three team in the state, roughly. Uh, and I mean, let me tell you what. I'd like to tip my hat to Coach Josh Cook. He has taken the team because years ago, after Fatkin and Rogers and Bopper, they all left. Program finally took a big hit, and they really weren't winning games. Coach Cook came in. He flipped the program around. Um I think it's I think it's great of what he's done. He's turned these guys into powerhouse basketball team, and uh, hopefully they can get the season rolling uh, here and keep and keep it going, keep it going because uh, they've got a ton of momentum. They're playing really well. Uh, they absolutely murdered Montgomery County by twenty six. Their their biggest margin of victory is like forty some, but the closest game they've been in, they've won by twenty five. That was Tate's Creek a couple nights ago. I don't. I mean, it's unbelievable what these guys are doing. Jerome Morton is playing out of his mind. Uh, he had 39 points versus Montgomery County. That is insane. Uh, he had 26 versus Tate's Creek uh, the other night. Six rebounds, and him and Wellman, him and Wellman, Jared Wellman playing really well. Jared uh, had 17, 13 rebounds. A guard with 13 rebounds uh, versus Tate's Creek. He, uh, Wellman had 19 versus Montgomery County. Montgomery County can't seem to beat GRC. This is the fourth win in a row for the Cards. Um, last year, a uh, complete sweep versus the Indians. This year, 1-0 one, uh, versus them and murdered them. So, I've not been able to get into the arena to watch some games. So, I'm not really sure how they're playing. I'm going based off stats, what I've been told, um, what I'm looking at on websites or reading articles. I'm not able to be there and watch them play due to COVID. Um, and I mean, from what I've heard, 7-0, and top 10 team in the state. 
Hats off to them. I think they have a very, very bright future ahead, especially some of the players out there. Um, Morton and Wellman, if they can keep lighting it up, uh, watch out because GRC is going to be really, really good, I think, here down the road just a couple months from now. And in March and April, when tournament time starts, if they get a tournament, I think they can be dangerous. I think they can be real dangerous. And not only that, can be a dangerous team. I think some of the players on there have a very bright future, especially especially Jerome Morton and Jared Wellman. Uh, I think they could be D1 athletes. They work hard enough. They keep performing like they are. And I think they could be D1 athletes. Um, so I'm really happy for the guys. Uh, season looking really, really good. Coaching, heck of a job. Um, we'll see how the season goes. We'll see how it goes. But um, I'm excited, and uh, the fans should be as well. Very good things going on. All right. Here we go. Kentucky basketball. Had it rolling. Had it rolling. Had three wins in a row, three and old conference play. But here's the main issue with those three wins, or two of the three. One win, great. Well, let's start, let's start, let's start with the first one we had, which was Vandy. No, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. We went to double overtime versus a mediocre team. It took us two overtimes. Now we got the win. Win's a win. Good. We needed it big time down in Stark Vegas. But then we play Vanderbilt at home, and we win by like one. Barely beat Vandy. Okay. Win's a win. Again, not complaining. Needed it. Then we go to Florida, and we win by 20-plus, and look amazing. Keon Brooks' return comes in, plays his best game of the year, and looks great. I mean, the team team looked like 360, all right, 3-0. and Here we go. We're going to get on a roll. We're going to be ready to go. We're not going to lose until Texas game, maybe. We're going to be great. Um, turn the team around. Get back to 500. Be ready to go. And then last night hit. Oh, no. And then the Alabama game hit. First half, not bad. Not bad first half versus the Tide. Went down into the locker room, but not, not terrible. And then the second half hit, and it was like we just came out it's like they went into the locker room, took a nap, and we're still asleep because we got murdered by Alabama in the second half. They won by 20-plus, and here's what's even more embarrassing. Their top shooter and big man were out. They didn't even play, and yet Petty still dropped 20-plus. I mean, the defense that I thought had been well all year just didn't play versus Alabama, and the offense continued to struggle. Then we played... Auburn on the road, and Sharif Cooper, who is back, who is unbelievable. Um, he can't really shoot the ball, and we, we shut him down, in my opinion. I think we shut him down, but the team just, again, there is no offense whatsoever. So now you lose two in a row to where Georgia is make or break. I mean, it's the season. Because you couldn't afford to lose. I mean, Alabama, okay, now you have to go beat Auburn. Well, you didn't. I mean, what's and more embarrassing is we had the lead. We had the lead in the second half, and we blew it. Auburn just came in, knocked down a couple threes, boom, you lose the game. I mean, and we didn't even really have a chance. I mean, we fought back there towards the end of the second half to get it within a possession, missed a three, and then they made a couple free throws, we lose by five. I just... And, and we'll get to this in a second, but Cal. And then last night. Last night was a complete and utter disaster. Probably one of the worst 
performances of the year. If not, you could argue the worst performance of the year. You are not going to win a game shooting 1 of 13 from 3.1. 1 of 13 from the 3.1. And three of those threes were absolutely hideous. Nowhere near the rim. Nowhere near. Allen almost had an air ball. Mince missed the whole rim completely and just threw one off the backboard. This team, in my opinion, is a disgrace to the program. Calipari is being questioned for the first time. He doesn't know what to do. He's lost. Is it all a show up there in Lexington? Is it all an act by Calipari? Because he brings in... We were the number one recruiting class. Number one recruiting class and had two transfers. Two senior transfers who we thought we would be, that would be great. Sar's offense is nowhere to be seen. Had 13 rebounds last night. I didn't think Sar played horrible. He turned over the ball way too much. Which again, the fact that we are still on basics. I talked about this a month ago. That we had to get the basics down. And we still can't. We can't pass. Can't turn. We just turned the ball over. I think we had 19 last night. 19 turnovers. Alright, Lance Ware started the game. The starting lineup, Cal completely took a, uh, just scratched almost everything and just went with a different starting lineup. You had Ware, he was new in there, and you had Allen. Alright, he kept Mintz, Allen, or Askew, and Saar. Saar, I didn't think, did, like I said, bad 13 rebounds. Didn't I mean, again, no offense. Devin Askew. Oh my gosh, he's the reason we lost, him and Cal. Devin Askew and Cal are the reason we lost the game. Calipari, two minutes left, we're up six. Why is Askew in the game? He's done nothing but turn it over, nothing but give them extra possessions. Cal leaves him in there. Askew turns the ball over a couple times. They make some threes. He's terrible on defense. It was his worst game of the year. Get number two off the floor. It's unbelievable. Cal, wake up. Davion Mintz, couldn't shoot worth a crap last night. You had to leave him in there for defense. He played pretty good D. Nothing. I mean, we don't have a point guard. We have no answer. No answer whatsoever because, I mean, you have to have a point guard to win a basketball game, and we don't. Now, I have ripped, ripped Brandon Boston for being a five-star top ten player in the country coming in and being absolutely terrible. I have destroyed him. Well, he had proved me wrong last night. He proved Big Blue Nation wrong last night. He played 33 minutes, 9-17 from the floor, had 18 points. His best game by far all year long. He looked like Brandon Boston that we've needed all year. Now, granted, he wasn't to the level that he could be, but he he was much, much, much better, and he's what we needed. Back to Devin Askew. He had five turnovers. Five turnovers. I just... Cal, uh, in his uh, pregame shows and his uh, conferences in the middle of the week... He would tell us things, or in his post game after Auburn, he would tell us things like, "Well, I don't want to take anyone's heart away, and you know these guys, they'll figure it out. Every, uh, we'll get rolling, we'll make a run for it." Cal, my man, we love you, but it's old, and you know, we're you're you're, you're getting paid twenty seven million. Okay, think about that. You're getting paid twenty seven million. Oh wait, I didn't finish a day. A day we're paying you $27 million to go 4-9 with these clowns. This trash on the floor that is 
unbelievable to watch. I'd rather watch paint dry than watch us run an offense. Keon Brooks played his second best game of the year, probably. Yes, his second plus best game. Keon played really well. He was the only one that hit a three for us. And he's not in the game at the end. The last two minutes. I mean, we were up six. We are up six with the minute 40. And we lose by one. I find that unbelievable to even think about. You're up six with a minute 40. You have so many opportunities to win the game. They foul ask you, which I thought, that is brilliant by Tom Crean. Brilliant coaching. Now, I can't stand the man being in Indiana. I th- I can't stand him. I love to make fun of him. But that is brilliant coaching. Fouling Askew and putting him at the line for two shots because he all he did was turn it over. He didn't score all night. All he did was shoot some free throws. They all, He had three points, and all three came from the free throw line. He made the first to put you up three. And then you make the next game over. You're up two possessions. He missed it. They came down, asked you on D, gave him a little bit, gave the guard a little bit of room. God jacks up three, goes in. Devin asked you, that's why we lost. And Cal's coaching, I'm going based off substitutions here. I, I wish I could ask Cal. You start Lance Ware. He plays four minutes, doesn't get a single shot up, has one turnover. You put his butt on the bench and he doesn't see the floor again. This guy who in the past uh, conferences you've said has, has been the best passer on the floor. He's the most physical. You play him four minutes. He makes one mistake and he doesn't see the floor again. Cameron Fletcher, the drama in the past with Cameron. You have him leave the program. Okay. He learns his lesson. You probably think he's not coming back. He comes back by surprise. He's yet to see. He's played seven games and... We've yet to see the floor with Fletcher. Again, Allen, who we had been calling for at the beginning of the year, he put him in, he scores 22 versus the Bulldogs. Now he's starting, and he's probably the best player on the team. Last night didn't play the best, but let me tell you this. You're not going to – not every player is going to be able to play it to the top of their ability every game. Where's Fletcher? Give him a chance. He's learned his lesson. He's on the sideline. He's cheering. You said he has a great attitude, Cal. Why aren't you putting him in the game? Jacob Toppin has played well on defense. You've been praying, uh, praising Jacob Toppin at how physical and how well his defense is. Why is he only playing 14 minutes, and why is he only getting one shot up? He got one shot up last night. Cal's coaching is unbelievable. He has a lot of questions to answer. The fact that they won the game on a layup, a layup. I would have rather them jacked one up from the half court and it went in. You know, it's funny. I looked at my dad last night watching the game. We were up um, one. Yes, we were up one with the three seconds left. Cal called timeout um, after the ball went OB on their first try to win it. And they had the three seconds. Cal called timeout. I looked at my dad and I went, you know, for as bad as we've played and as for as bad as we are, I said, we're lucky to be up one. I looked at him and went, it's only fitting we lose on a buzzer beater. Not thinking, oh, we're gonna leave the bottom of the we're gonna leave the bottom of the floor wide open. They're gonna lay it up easily. I thought they'd just throw up a miracle and it would go in. We had the ball in our hands with two guys there. The guy out physicaled the two of them, laid it in. Nobody on them. Nobody was guarding the uh, the baseline. 
Get three. There should have been three guys underneath the basket. Don't let them win on a layup. No, don't let them in. Uh, the first possession uh, during the end of that game had on baseline. We almost forced them to turn it over, but that used timeout. Great defense. Great defense. Toppin made a really good move on one of their guards that was coming over um, to shoot a three. He made a really good job defending him to force the five seconds or the timeout. And then you come out, out of that timeout, Cal takes his own, okay? He draws up a piece of junk, and we lose the game. So now, so now we have to take a step back, and not a single game matters anymore. You're 4-9. You're 3-3 three and three in conference play. If you won out in the regular season, you still wouldn't get in the tournament. And... You'd have. I mean, there's no question. You have to win the SEC tournament. We will not be in March Madness unless we win the SEC tournament. It's as simple as that. And these guys, I mean, this is as best as they're going to get. This is as good as they will be. They're not going to get better. Boston may get better. I know we're missing Terrence Clark, but he's going to be rusty when he comes back. Who knows if he'll even be 100%. I mean, he literally tweaked his ankle, and he's been out for three or four weeks. I don't understand what kind of medical stuff we're going on over there, if Cal's holding him out longer, just so that way he doesn't further injure it so he can go to the draft. Because we're terrible, and our roster, let's see, Boston's gone. Brooks is probably gone. Jackson's gone. Mintz is gone. Sar's gone. Askew. Cal will probably want Askew off. I mean, that's six guys that Cal... I mean, Cal... It's not like they want to leave, but Cal's going to look at him and be like, hey, you're, you're done. You're done. You're going to the draft. That's what happened with Fox. Fox and Bam and Monk, that team. Fox came out the other day and said, Cal doesn't care about winning. It's all about the draft, basically is what he said. Put it in the short short, short terms. That's what That's what Fox said. Fox said he sat him down, the three of them in his office, and was like, you're gone. You're leaving. Didn't even give him the option. Cal takes these guys. He's such a fraud. He brings in these recruiting classes. He cannot coach worth a darn nothing. And we lose games. And, it, and this is the first time it's showing. Because last year he had Maxie. He had Quickly. He had Hagens. These guys, he had Richards that he could go to that were good, that he didn't have to coach. We also had Kenny Payne. That is a great point. Let's let's talk about Kenny Payne. We lost Kenny Payne this year, and I didn't think, oh, well, it's okay. It won't be that big of an issue because we got Bruiser Flint and Jay Lucas coming in. Well, obviously they are doing a horrible job. Cal played the buddy system with Bruiser Flint instead of actually going to get a good coach. And last night it was... Um, learned that Keon Brooks's dad uh, did a said that Kenny was a great job in developing the players. Kenny Payne did a great job in taking these guys, bringing them in, and turning them into what they become, like Bam Adebayo, Julius Randle, Anthony Davis. That's right, top three player in the league, if not the number one. Anthony Davis said that we would take a big hit and Kentucky basketball would suffer from the loss of Kenny Payne. And obviously, I, I'm starting to think that in this program, Kenny Payne was the brains of it. Kenny Payne, Cal would go out to the recruiting. Oh, we're going to play for John Calipari. I'm going to play at Kentucky. Great, I'm going to go there. 
Get the five-star recruits. Bring them in. Kenny Payne develops them. Cal does nothing at practice because he can't coach. And then we win. He takes his guys on offense, like I've said before. My guys are going to be better than yours. We're going to beat you one-on-one off the dribble, and we're going to win the game. Well, guess what? These guys, the talent, I think the talent's there. It's just they need some coaching, and they're getting none. I'll tell you what, now, like I said at the end of the season, they're going to be run out of town, going to bring in a new recruiting class. And next year, do we have high hopes? No. Because the season, technically over. You could go losing every game. I mean, let's see, we play LSU, who's 10-3. and three. They just got absolutely destroyed to Alabama um, the other night. Alabama or LSU's 10-3. and three. We play them at home. Probably going to lose that one. Then next week is going to be fun because then you play on the road in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. That's right, top 15 team in the country who hit 23 three-pointers the other night and scored 105 points, and we scored 62. We're going to get our butts kicked in that one. And then you play number four, Texas. Yeah, Texas comes to town. You really think you got a shot versus them? No. Texas is coming in. They're going to be a cakewalk. Cakewalk. It's going to be – Cal's lost the fans. The fans are mad at him including myself. He's such a fraud over there. He's so fake. The, he His coaching style is horrible. The offense is terrible. It's unbelievable. These guys wearing Kentucky across their chest are a disgrace to the uniform. They're a disgrace to the state. We have lost games that we would never lose in a million years. But with this team, this team is terrible. They're not getting any better. They're not going to get better. They're going to be gone at the end of the year. No one's, not a one of them is going to get drafted unless the good Lord works a miracle. You can forget the NCAA tournament. You might as well forget the NIT because who cares about that? On to football season. Or if you're ever bored and you're sad that you can't watch Kentucky basketball, go watch the women's team. They're good. They're top 10 in the country. They got a big game coming up on uh, Sunday versus Tennessee, like I said earlier. They play Auburn tonight, who's terrible. They should win that one. Go watch the women's team. They're good. This These, these guys, they play, I mean, does it even matter anymore? Does it even matter? Calipari, we're a dumpster fire. We're not as bad as Tennessee football now, but we are a dumpster fire over there. Got a long way to go. And you know, Cal's sitting here saying, Oh, they'll get better. We'll win a game. We'll get on a run. But does it even matter if you get on a run? You look like the best team in the country if your record's 4-9. We have to win six in a row just to get above 500. Nine losses. This season? I think I think the season is um you can wad it up and throw it in the trash because I'm afraid this one's over. All right. Well, I'll see you next week. We're going to have an episode on Monday. I'm going to be joined by a guest. We're going to preview the Super Bowl. Got some NFC Championships games this weekend. Packers and Buccaneers. Bills and the Chiefs without Mahomes, question mark? We don't know. We'll be back Monday uh, pretty soon. Uh, Super Bowl. We'll talk about Kentucky's game versus LSU. GRC Basketball's got some games coming up. We'll talk about them. We'll see you all next week.